welcome, welcome, well, well, welcome to the autistic delicatessen. Mm. Let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you something. The food is great. The food makes community. The food. The food makes community. What you eat and what you drink is your story. Welcome to the autistic delicatessen. We are your hosts, Larnell and Onikage. Our podcast provides a selection of stories from various food personalities and restaurants around the world. Every food tells a story. We're both on the autistic spectrum and love to share our love of food. So what better way to express that is to find guests involved in the food industry and to talk about all things food and their stories. Today's guest is Lauren Cole from Local Kitchen. Lauren is an artist and self-taught baker who creates many pies decorated with geometric contemporary patterns. Each pie has different flavor profiles too. Lauren also has a cookbook called Pyometry, which provides different pie recipes. Her collection of her work included in her Instagram. All you can see is consistent pictures of pies. It's mesmerizing. So, Larnell, do you have a favorite pie? And if so, what's your favorite pie? Uh, that's kind of an interesting question, Oni. Um, <laughs> I would say like I like a good sweet potato pie. I like a key lime pie. And I like some pumpkin pies. You know, it all depends on the taste, though. But those are the things that immediately I would go to. And even sometimes apple pie. Yeah, apple pie is a good staple classic. So when I was a kid, we used to have various big steak pies. And I didn't really care for the steak. I cared more about the crust, the greenness inside it, the degree doughy bit. That's the bit I prefer the most. And the more doughy the pastry is in a cooked way, not undercooked, of course, the better. And that's what I still enjoy to this day. <laughs> now, did you say steak pies? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, we had steak pies. I like them now. Uh, you can get like small steak pies or steak and gravy pies up oh, here. Oh, steak and gravy pies. Okay. I was about to say like, I don't know if you say like steak or stick. It's like, but steak. Uh, wow. Steak, okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's steak and you can get like, steak and gravy pies. So it's like steak with like gravy, like brownie sauce. And it's really good. So, so, um, so is it, so, so let me ask this. Like, is it kind of like the ravioli stuff, like the meat pie stuff, you know, those that type of things? That's what you're talking about? Yeah. I guess it's just a pie with meat inside is the filling basically a savory pie okay when i was a kid i used to eat macaroni pies a lot ah. i don't eat i don't eat them as much now but you can't go wrong with a macaroni pie <laughs> oh okay <laughs> although a macaroni pie would be interesting i wonder how it would be with cheese though <laughs> it's like that, yeah. that, that it's just it's just a, it's just basically mac and cheese in a pie really <laughs> <laughs> well okay all right so i got kind of that right right there so is the macaroni pie more of like a Scottish dish? Because I really haven't, just for me, heard about it in the US really that much. Um, I guess. I think so. But I think you can get it like for the UK. I mean, we've got like a few mainstream chain bakeries like Greg's or Bain's. And they sell them as well, like macaroni pies. But they also sell other things like sausage rolls and that as well. And that's a very British thing as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sausage rolls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should get it with sushi rolls, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, sushi rolls are great. It's like or sushi burritos. That's like a tre- that's been like a trendy thing for a while. That's really good as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 de- yeah, definitely. Has there been any pies that you haven't liked? Um, steak pies. Some of them can depend, and some of them can be too stringy. I'm trying to think. There should be pies I don't like. Anything with mushrooms in it, I'm not a big fan. Any cheesy pies that's not macaroni pie, like a very <laughs> creamy sauce, no a fan. Like, um, I don't think I, I don't really eat chicken pot pie either. A chicken pot pie is actually good. 
just from my perspective. So, yeah. yeah, I think there is good ones out there. It's not that I don't like it. It's just it's not a thing that I don't eat often. At uni, I used to eat the Linda McCartney's veggie pies. Okay. And I like them. They make really good crusts. I had it recently a month or so ago to let my partner try, and the crusts are still great, but the filling is still hit and miss, but I enjoyed it. He wasn't a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh my gosh, what the heck is this? (laughs) (laughs) So this is why in uni, and it's like, I can see why. (laughs) It's always interesting how pies are made, though. It's like, whether it's a meat pie or whether it's a flavorful pie with like apples in it or strawberries or even like blackberries though, you know, it's just, there's something nice and savory about eating a good pie and even looking at a pie. Cause sometimes looking at a pie is like art within itself. Totally. And one of the best things is that there's so many variations and you have so many flavor profiles. You can have savory unami, you can have sweet and dessert-like. And thankfully, there's so many pies out there, and we'll be discussing that soon with our guest. So stay tuned, folks. So, Lauren, welcome to the Autistic Delicatessen. It's great having you here. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. No worries. What got you mixing art, especially geometric art, and food together? Uh, you know, it was kind of an accident, actually. Um, I, well, I like to say that I come from a family of phenomenal eaters. So I always had the great gift of being surrounded by wonderful home cooks, eating wonderful meals, being exposed to a wide range of foods throughout my childhood. So it was just kind of this constant presence in my life. And then I moved to Seattle August of 2016 and was looking for a job. My professional background is in social work and nonprofit administration. So I was thinking that I was looking for a job along those lines. And in my season of fun employment, I had some extra time on my hands and just happened to stumble across these really beautiful pictures of pie on Pinterest. And um, I saw them and thought, hmm, I've been cooking and baking my whole life, but somehow I've never made a pie. Not a ton of traditional American apple pie going on in my Chinese Honduran American family. And I just thought, "Um, I'm going to go for it. Let's see how it goes. I made my first plaid lattice apple pie and it was fine. Didn't change my life. I didn't instantly transform into a pie lady. It was simply something that I kind of added to my repertoire of things I was baking for fun on weeknights or weekends or to share with friends and family. And fast forward to a year later, so August of 2017, I started my Loco Kitchen Instagram account on basically a total fluke. I just felt like I was becoming that friend and putting too many food photos in my personal Instagram account and just wanted a separate holding place for some of these photos of things I was making for fun. And it just so happened that the first photo I uploaded was a geometric pie. And I think that making kind of pie art or doing geometric pies was also not necessarily an intentional choice. It was just, I ended up enjoying making pies. I've always had an appreciation for art and design and pie just felt like a fun medium to play with. So it just happens to be this happy intersection of a lot of things I felt kind of casually interested in, you know, baking, art, design, feeding people I love. 
And it just so happened that that very first post was a geometric pie. It got something like 500 likes, which for a regular person like me felt totally mind blowing. And so I just kind of kept posting photos of these pies and tarts that I was making. And I thought, you know, I haven't really seen anybody else do pie art with this geometric, colorful aesthetics. And people were responding really well to it. So I just kind of kept going in that line. And three and a half years later, I now do this full time. And it's just been this kind of happy accident that I feel really privileged to explore. Mm, That's a very interesting story there, Lauren. And I remember I first heard about you actually from a CBS Sunday morning here in the US clip that I saw on the actual Mm -hmm. show. And it's interesting how you didn't have any culinary training. You never went to a bacon school. You didn't go to the most prestigious culinary schools, but you just learned this from, of course, your family. So I'm just thinking about what the art and the whole geometrics, because you also have a book out called Pyometry. So was it just all wrapped into when you see pie, is it kind of like a whole creative, do you look at colors and visual aspects of it? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a lot of different factors that kind of intertwine to create this style that has become, I guess, iconic of my brand. I initially really started getting into pie art for the art of it, actually. I really enjoy design. And I think I just kind of naturally fell into this geometric aesthetic because it felt like it was the easiest style to create. Initially, those pies that I saw were very rustically beautiful, lots of leaf and floral cutouts, lots of kind of curved angles. And I just thought that would be much more difficult for me to freehand in a medium that I didn't have a lot of experience with. So with something that can be as fickle and, you know, soft as pie dough, I thought cutting straight lines and constructing designs out of, you know, straight dough strips would be a lot more simple. Using shape cutters to cut triangles, rectangles, rhombuses out of fruit was was kind of the path of least resistance. And then using a lot of those shapes to create these repeating patterns would be one, easy to make look precise. And two, was just kind of a fun twist that again, I hadn't seen anybody else do. So it was just both a way for me to create and also kind of explore something that I felt like was a twist on a classic. That's awesome. I love how all your pies are basically it's like basically it's a canvas in a way and (laughs) and some of my favorite ones aesthetic wise is like the ombre ones like the summer ombre or the raspberry ombre they just oh man it's right up my alley in terms of style and as an artistic person myself I can appreciate all the shapes and the aesthetics of them all I also am fascinated with like the flavors you give them as well like the blueberry apple pie or even like the bacon mac and cheese, I'm just like, well, it's like a hand in hand, like interesting flavors with interesting patterns. And I actually find that really fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Um, I think, you know, I take inspiration from basically the entire world around me. So not just design wise, which is inspired by kind of everyday objects from bathroom tile to patio furniture to clothing that I see people, you know, out in the city wearing but also to kind of seasonal produce. So again, I'm a regular person shopping at my neighborhood grocery store. So I usually kind of make 
a trip every couple of weeks and look at what's on sale, what's in season. And that kind of also informs, I guess, what I make in that particular baking session. So some of these maybe different flavor combinations are the result of like, well, this is on sale or, you know, this is what I have a lot of in my fridge. How can I use this? And then again, always looking through a lens of how can I put a twist on this? How can I make this different or interesting? So apple pie is a classic, but maybe a little boring. So I'm always kind of looking for ways to spice things up, whether that's adding literal spices or adding other fruits or kind of implementing design elements that will make it a little bit different from the classic. One of the fun aspects of what I do, particularly with these bray tarts, is that It's really just the magic of nature. A lot of these fruits I'm just using in their natural form and just kind of arranging them by color. But the beauty of this beautiful produce is that they kind of speak for themselves. You also have very conscious messages to what you create because you had something on voting this past election. And also Mm -hmm. you had something related to doing like a whole black and white or something around that, you know, related to an organization called Bakers Against Racism. So for you as an artist and as a pie maker, do you feel that going back to your social work past, like you want to make sure you weave in those type of messages? Yeah, definitely. I think initially when my account started going viral, I kind of struggled with, you know, what am I doing with my life? This is a really unexpected and wonderful opportunity to be able to explore something like pie art as a living. You know, I definitely had some moments of, you know, am I making a difference? Is this having any sort of impact? It just felt kind of frivolous. And I'm always looking for ways to kind of combine the work that I used to do with kind of this platform that I have now. And I realize that this account has grown, this community has grown. I think I have over 400,000 followers, which is a huge number and a huge number of eyes. And so I feel like having a platform of that size comes with a lot of responsibility. And so, yeah, I think part of running this platform and putting my work out there is also being really conscientious of having this huge community and having access to a lot of eyes and ears. So it's important to me to do my best with um, being responsible with that, which, you know, sometimes means talking about current events or talking about voting or bringing up issues like anti-Asian American violence or, you know, sharing resources on current natural disasters and how people can get involved and help in their own communities or communities beyond them. So yeah, I think it it's something that feels important to me. I'm always learning and doing the best that I can, considering I'm also only one person and I'm not an expert in all issues. But I hope that people kind of get the full scope of what Loco Kitchen is, which isn't just the pie art, which isn't just the food aspect, but I guess a platform that kind of covers a lot of different things. I like how you have a strong sense of community, especially when you bring up modern events as well as your current content. And some of your stuff can be related to that. And I've said this many times in the podcast and video series that food brings people together. Food is community and it can be in many ways, whether it's art and food, social issues and food family and food music and food it just (laughs) it's amazing I love how just there's so many ways to bring people together even if it's food even if it's indirectly with food it's just it's just always something that catches people's eyes and it's 
it also brings a highlight to people's lives as well. It's really great. I'm going to ask a mean question. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. It's basically, what's your favorite pie, both recipe and aesthetics? I assume they're all like your wee babies. It's going to be tough picking your favorite. (laughs) Yeah, that is a tough question. Although, ironically, I don't really have a sweet tooth and I don't love eating pie all that much, which sometimes I think is a blessing in disguise. I think my partner and I always joke about what if I had gone viral for like bread baking or pizza, then we would be really in trouble. But that being said, I am partial to savory pies. So I often share pretty much everything I bake, especially the sweet ones. I give them all away to neighbors, friends, family, anybody around me that will take them. But if I ever make a savory pie, we usually keep that in-house and eat it ourselves. There is a potato, caramelized onion, and Irish porter cheddar tart in my book that I'm only allowed to make like once or twice a year because it's too delicious and we will just kind of keep picking at it. If I leave it in the kitchen, it'll be gone within a day or two. So I think flavor-wise, that's one of my favorites. I also have a miso white carrot pie that I pair with a black sesame crust and pieometry that I really love. And I think that is a good example of um, a pie that kind of straddles the line between sweet and savory. So it's technically a dessert pie, but it's got that hint of miso, which brings a savory note and brings a little bit of interest and balance in there. So anything that's not cloyingly sweet, but particularly things that are savory, those are usually my favorite. It's interesting you mentioned about the potato pie, Lauren, because my co-host only is not really much of a potato person, but I will be okay with it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But in Scotland, we do like savory pies ourselves, like scotch pie, steak mm. pies, macaroni pies. So <laughs> I understand the whole appeal of savory pies. So <laughs> yeah. <Pie and> beans. <laughs> In the black community, obviously, there's the sweet potato pie, and you probably mm-hmm. know about that stuff. You know, it's like a very American, like black American dish right there. So, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So, I just want to get to Lauren real quick. You mentioned about pizza. Do you have a favorite that you can share <laughs> on the podcast? A, a favorite pizza flavor? Yeah. Like a favorite yeah. pizza. Like, what do you like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I am an unapologetically staunch proponent of pineapple on pizza. I know that's kind of divisive (laughs) and people like to debate about it. Um, I love pineapple on pizza. So my go to order is usually pepperoni and pineapple. I only accept pineapple and pizza if it's a Hawaiian pineapple and ham. If it's got pineapple and any other ingredients, I'm like, you need saltiness as well <laughs> but pepperoni and ham yeah. that's a new one <laughs> i don't know about standalone pineapple and pizza but yeah you should try pepperoni i'm not mm. a huge fan of canadian bacon or ham so um, <laughs> our compromise is pepperoni and pineapple i would say for me it all depends though because i've had pineapple on pizza in the past and sometimes i'll feel like oh, it's kind of like a little bit too sweet for the pizza you know i like the pepperoni <laughs> i like the meat and cheese and sometimes i like more the vegetable the veggie type pizzas or something like that you know something from like pizza hut or something you know i like those things mm. or the that's tradition- fair yeah yeah because it also really- depends on mood right like what you feel like eating that day yeah 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 and i'm trying to say like pineapple on pizza is bad it's just sometimes like even with the combination of pepperoni and pineapple it's like uh, i'm not really too sure about that now, that's just me though <laughs> you know so yeah 
that's the beauty of pizza, though. It's easily customizable. So even if we were all gathered together and splitting one, I think it's pretty easy to kind of, you know, split your toppings or get a couple to have options, which is the nice part. Yeah, totally. Before we finish up, could you tell us where we could find you on social media? Yeah, so you can find me on primarily Instagram at Loco Kitchen, L-O-K-O Kitchen. I'm also on Twitter and Facebook, although I don't post as often there. And you can also purchase my book, Pieometry, everywhere books are sold. Well, Lauren, it's great having you here at the Autistic Delicatessen. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely to chat with you both. And I feel really honored to have had this opportunity. Ah, no problem. The honor was all ours. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And that was Lauren Coe, our guest here on the Autistic Delicatessen. So, Oni, what did you think about that conversation? It was a lot of fun. It was just fascinating to see how Warren got started and also talk about different parts of communities, even through the pies and stuff. And it was just a fun conversation to talk about. Everything was just a lot of fun, especially just everything pies, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because most people would not think about pies as something creative. It's more about when you talk about pie, you talk about the different types of flavors and what you like, though. But when you see her pictures on her Instagram page, it's just, man, like she's definitely a design artist. It's mesmerizing just to see. It's a very visually stunning portfolio. You just open up either our, our website or on Instagram and it's a consistent stream of different kinds of pies. And if you work in the creative industry and want to look at portfolios, you'll just be wild and be like, oh my God, look at all these pies and all these designs. And when you see the flavors in them, as I said in the interview, it's like they pair well together, like bold flavors with bold designs. It's like a match made in heaven. Yeah, definitely. And actually, I'm a person of color, no pun intended, not meant for anything else. (laughs) (laughs) But I like good colors and good designs where they're meshed in well together. And even I like the fact that she even puts a social message on it. Yeah, that's definitely a more common thing nowadays. People like to make themes for their stuff and also base it on whatever social thing that's happening. And it's good for awareness in a different way that's not too direct like in newspaper articles or anything it can be a different perspective from that single person and I think that's good to have separate points of views rather than just looking at one side or the other like in mainstream websites or newspapers for example but if it is a social situation that can be also light-hearted as well not just the serious ones it's also nice to see that as well yeah yeah it's nice to have that mixture right there now For you, Oni, like I know you already mentioned that, and you can ask me the same thing, but did you have a favorite color pie that you saw from Lauren's Instagram page or what she talked about during the interview? Um, I mentioned in the interview, I really like the ombre colored ones. They stand out. But I think if I had to choose on the spot, I think it would probably be the strawberry mango pie with the woven diamond lattice. And it's like a mixture of pinks and purples and it's mm-hmm. it stands out i just like how detailed it is and i like a lot of the ones with the triangles and stuff and just anything of interesting shapes or waves i'm there so <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I, I like those two as well i think the thing that's in my head currently right now is 
the one where she did the voting one where it had like the check marks on it and she was able to like make blue, red and different ones, you know, with the check marks. I thought that was very creative and interesting. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. If I remember correctly, I think that was a cherry and blueberry pie, which makes sense because the two colors, blue and pink and with white in it. That one's pretty cool. It's good to be creative and also make themes based on certain situations, like the voting, use ticks, for instance. The One of the lattice ones with the charcoal was like the whole Black Lives Matter and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, like for the bakers against racism, that type of thing. Yes, yeah. that one, yeah. That one was really cool. If you want to check out more of Lauren's pies, go on to localkitchen.com, purchase her book, Piomentary. Also, Bat Sauce has a current release with Quasar that's out right now called Stone Giant. Bat Sauce is the person that's responsible for the music that you hear from the beginning to the end, as well as the in-between musics here on this podcast. So purchase it and check it out at fullplate.bandcamp.com. And if you want to check out his other music catalog, please go on to batsauce.bandcamp.com. So until next time, what you eat, what you drink is your story.